Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. This is Victor Overton, and my name is Mark Rennick. Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. I hope everything is well for you. Victory Over Sin is a funded program through the through uh, what we call Systemic Change of Idaho. And at the first of the show, what I do is kind of explain what that is. Systemic Change of Idaho is an advocacy organization arm, if you will, through the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. And what we do in that capacity is to hopefully educate Idahoans on what it's like to be on parole and to go through the system. We would argue that not everybody walking around the streets understands that problems and those difficulties. And if we kind of get information to them, they'll know more, and then we can affect some changes in the, the system as we know it through the Department of Corrections. We do that in a couple different ways. We do this radio show, and if you go back and look at the archives of this radio show, we've been doing it for Oh, a little, almost a year and a half now. You'll see powerful people who work with people who are coming out of incarceration, and we'll talk about how they help us and support us. We have the director of the Department of Corrections on, and some other powerful people at national level that have been on the show. It's interesting. Go back and take a look at it. We also do a PowerPoint that's um, takes about 15 minutes, and it's presented by a person who is a returning citizen themselves, in which we highlight the issues that affect us as an returning citizen and how we go through our daily lives. We mean that to be an eye-opener for people, for that to be thought-provoking and to get them involved in the system. Uh, and it's also, uniquely, it's led by people who are returning citizens themselves, and they've been trained. It's very powerful. You watch the people, they kind of stand a little straighter and uh, express themselves like they can affect change. It's very good for them, and it's good for the community. If you're interested in seeing that PowerPoint, or if you're interested in being a part of that, you can reach out to me at the end of the show. I'll let you know how you can reach uh, reach me, and we'll get you involved. We actually received this money through a unique kind of program, too, through St. Vincent de Paul. It's called the Reentry Conference here in the Treasure Valley. It's been going about five years. And what we do in that conference is see people in their first 90 days of release from incarceration. They come out, they call the number, we go out and see them. Vicentians go out and see them in groups of two, and we sit with them. We offer them some support with rent, and we offer some support with like a bicycle, a bus pass, et cetera. And we've been doing that for about five years, and it's a unique approach nationwide. So this got some attention, and thus we got some attention from the main St. Vincent de Paul on a national level, and that's how we got the money that we call Systemic Change of Idaho. It's been a good week, and it's going to be a good year for us in 2018. We're going to expand from the Ada County area into the Canyon County area. You'll be seeing more of our appearance at uh, Canyon Wellness Clinic over in Caldwell. So we're excited about the uh, what upcoming year. We're also linking real strongly, if you look at the back shows, uh, with a group called Just Leadership USA. So if you're listening to my voice and you're out there in the desert, this is a situation in which you want to either drop me a note or talk to your case manager because you can join Just Leadership USA free if you're incarcerated. They'll keep you updated on all the events that are happening to people who are incarcerated across the nation. Their hashtag is half by 2030. They're trying to decrease, decrease the incarceration rate by the year 2030. It's a free to you if you're um, 
incarcerated. And if you're listening to my voice out there, look them up, Google them, and find out if you're a person who is on parole or who has been in the system. It's only a dollar a month or $12 a year to join, and you should get actively involved with that. I'm excited about who we got to uh, upcoming on my guest, and we'll get to her in just one minute. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. We got lucky today. I've got uh, in the studio with me Stephanie Taylor Silva, superstar of uh, Free to Succeed from the Idaho Department of Corrections. And you're actually an AmeriCorps VISTA volunteer through the Department of Corrections, correct? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Man, I'll mm. tell you. I'm a lot older than she is, but she doesn't. <laughs> you don't need to call me, sir. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Mark. Oh, no, it took a while to get you here, and I've always thought, I've been kind of talking to her off and on for a while, saying, next time you're over this way, and so there was something, you had a conference or something, you were here, right? Yes, I just attended the Serve Idaho conference. It was good. And who was that for? Who was who was the people that went to Serve Idaho? So Serve Idaho focuses on nonprofit organizations within our state, and there is a portion that is focused on AmeriCorps, so I attended both the two-day conference. Okay, so AmeriCorps volunteers not only serve and free to succeed, but they do other things in the community. Oh, yeah, so they do amazing projects mm. all throughout our state. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your background, where you were born, et cetera. So I am 34 years old, 34 years so young. She is, she is a lot younger than <laughs> I am. Um, I was born in Idaho Falls, Idaho. I have lived in Southern California, though. Oh, I didn't know. Um, really? Yeah, so... Um, I am a person in long-term recovery from methamphetamine and cocaine addiction. Mm -hmm. I started abusing drugs when I was 14. I have been in recovery for, it'll be eight years in May, May 23rd. Um, Drugs had completely destroyed my life. Um, I'm a survivor of childhood abuse, neglect, and childhood sexual abuse, Um, um, I was sexually abused when when I was a preteen, and this led into some uh, unhealthy eating habits. I struggled with anorexia and this developed into a, a methamphetamine addiction and just didn't quit mm-hmm. until I went to prison. Okay, so you were in California, and you were, and how did you end up back here in Idaho? Is that in... I'm more so trafficking drugs. Uh Okay. So, and that's where you actually fell uh, across uh, breaking the law then too, in terms of Idaho too, right? Yes. And tell me a little bit about that, because I think a lot of the people who are the great thing about you in terms of what you've overcome is the fact that you're now becoming this focal point in terms of talking about issues, not only with your addiction and with the stuff that you've overcome in your personal life, but you've overcome those things about being incarcerated. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. very powerful for us to know about and to hear about. So yeah, you, but you got 
tell me about the process here. And uh, we talked earlier about the Montana and then about the Idaho conviction. Okay. So I was first um, charged with my first drug trafficking charges when I was 19. Um, my life continued to spiral out of control with drugs. And um, and you were here in Idaho at that time? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so I was going back and forth from Idaho to California and you know, got those first drug trafficking charges when I was 19, and that led into another possession charge, which led into another possession charge. Um, I have had forgery charges. I mean, you you name it. Um, the last charge that I received, I, I was already on felony supervision for a felony possession, and um, I had absconded from probation, um, wasn't checking in with my probation officer anymore, um, still running back and forth to California, trafficking drugs, and I was um, caught in California and charged with another drug possession there, and I received a 10-year sentence there, so. There or up here? In Montana. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yep extradited from Montana back to Idaho. Idaho loves to bring people back and put them in prison, don't we? We they, just love to do that, they don't do. we? They do. I thought I was... I thought I was... You real... thought you were unique, but it's just they'll, they'll go after anybody anywhere. <laughs> you know, I needed to come back, though. I thought that I was really smart and could beat my extradition, and um, apparently no. the governor has more say over that than <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> Idaho has... Uh, people just do not understand that. I always tell people that when they're coming back to Idaho or and that they're... I said, if you're going to clean your life up, then it's a beautiful place to be. But if you're going to come back mm-hmm. here and break the law, we, we really like to put people in prison. So, And if you do it and you leave, they'll go to the ends of the earth to bring you back here. And then they'll add it on to your restitution, make you pay for the transportation back. So, Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm really blessed that I, was, that I did come back to Idaho. I had originally wanted to serve my time in, in Montana. I had a, that 10-year sentence there and then another six years in Idaho. But um, I was able to come back, and when I got extradited back home, I went back before my judge for my uh, felony probation violation and so that we could um, address that new charge I received in Montana, new mm-hmm. conviction. And I think my my judge had just really, really taken into consideration my my past when he was deciding what to do with me. Um, it was the first time that I was honest about everything. You know, I'm, I'm a human trafficking survivor. Mm-hmm. I have had an attempted murder on my life, um, brutally beaten. And I think he just looked at all of that. And I remember him saying to me, Stephanie, you know, you are 27 years old and you have been through 14 different rehabs. You can't even count how many times you've been arrested or how many times you've been incarcerated. I think it's time that you go to treatment. And so he sent me on this on a treatment program with the Idaho Department of Correction and it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Good for and you know, like I said, it's I think it's it's inspiring to know that somehow I, I, I know that I did seven years in prison here and I wouldn't want to do it again. But it really was the best thing in the world for me to mm-hmm. have seven years here. And I did learn some things there that I wouldn't have I didn't learn in all the rest of my life together. So I think people need to hear that too, especially if you're out in the desert listening to our voice, that what you're going through now is uh Number one, it's going to be more difficult when you get out to succeed and to go forward. But 
take what it is and learn while you can, while you have the time to look within it yourself and figure out what you're doing. Would you agree with that? Or exactly, I th- I think that when we when we are imprisoned, we have to make that conscious decision: Am I going to come out of here a better person than when I came in? Mm-hmm. Am I going to choose this? the situation that I'm in to, to motivate me and do better and use this as a positive, um, positive, uh, thing in my life, or I can use it to be, to be something very negative. Yeah. You know, I, I work with a lot of people who are in that situation who are coming out and who are in now. And it, do you find like I do, it's real hard to reach somebody and have them say, this is the time guys. Mm -hmm. that you really do need to look inside and figure out who you are. Too often I feel I'm just waiting and I'm going to get out and I'm going to do X, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And once I get out where you're just idling, doing time, kind of, Mm -hmm. uh, you and I have to figure out a better way to reach those folks. And hopefully the people listening to our voice today say, wow, these two, they got out. I mean, I don't call myself successful, but I'm happy and I'm content and I'm going forward attempting to change things. And I it appears to be that you're in that same spot. Mm-hmm. You can do that. So start inside. I don't know your thoughts on how we reach those people. Is there a good way you think? You know, um, I, I try to do my best to do that. Um, I volunteer a lot going to our prisons and, and speak. We have some amazing, you know, we, we have amazing wardens in this state. They really do care about, the people that are that are in their prisons they want to see them change mm-hmm. um so i get invited a lot to go speak at speak at the prisons i'm actually going this afternoon to speak at the east boise women's oh, yeah, reentry like center like and um i just share my story in there and i let each one of these people know that they are capable of greatness mm-hmm. they can do the exact same thing that i had done and so many other successful people have done it's just takes them believing in themselves and knowing that they are more than that offender number that is yeah, that yeah, is with yeah. them. And I think that's the challenge that you and I have in terms of uh, the good people who fund us and keep us and support us know that too. And so I think the way, though, that uh, we can expedite that, if you will, is for you and I to be those examples and bring mm-hmm. the other people along the side, like we were talking about before we went on the air, to find people that can come out and can actually affect the change. And, and so that's it's cool that we got to meet. I appreciate that. I think that's it's it's a great um, part, too, where, where our mentors that have that lived experience mm-hmm. of being in prison or even being on felony supervision mm-hmm. for for these offenders just to have that contact with these mentors before they get out and see, you know, oh, I have somebody in my life that understands. Yeah. I have somebody here that is here to support me that gets it. Yeah, I think when the, the original Free to Succeed, I think when you start out, you're going to have some contact inside and mm-hmm. it's, they've kind of fallen by the wayside. But I think as long, it's the key for, and I think it's your job as that contact is to match that person that you know is the mentor with the person that you get to know on the inside. And that's the key. Sterling's been on the show. Uh, Jerry Autry's been on the show. And I think that's really the key. You guys have to mash the personality of the person who really wants to help with mm-hmm. the guy that's coming out. And sometimes that's got to be almost the hardest piece of your job, isn't it? It, re- it really is. Yeah. Um, it drives it. It just drives me nuts sometimes. I think, you know, I have all of these mentors 
willing and and able to help, but you just can't put. Everybody has a different personality, yeah. and you have to match people that are. I love be that you say that. I love that you say that too, because it's like Sterling is. Uh, we'll pick on Sterling because he's not here, but he's in my office. And he's got to get. He's got this list of things, <laughs> and I said, Sterling, just take a deep breath. All these people are totally different. You know, totally different. So let's just see what they do, mm-hmm. and then let's kind of push them. It's like you know, somebody that's it was in my guy in my office this morning before I came here that topped his time. He's got California numbers and he's got Idaho numbers, and he's just kind of quote unquote waiting for um, Social Security to kick in. But what he really needs is somebody to listen to him a little bit mm-hmm. and to help push him towards. The, you know, Social Security is not the answer for you, guy. You know. Maybe yeah. that will support you, but then you got to reach out and start interacting with the community and become a part of the community if you're going to find any happiness whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it's, you take it slow, you take it slow, you take it slow. So, But he's yeah. coming along. He's good. He called you the, the face of Free to Succeed. Oh, wow. He that's did. So I, I, thought, I said, well, that, you know, it's kind of cool. She's coming in tomorrow. I'm going to so talk nice. to her. I'm going to tell her that. Um, so you have a TED Talk that I was kind of impressed with. I mean, I keep seeing all of it, and it's going to be available when? Um, it should be available mid-April. We just we just did that to um, that TED Talk, March tenth. March tenth, and, 10th. It, it, and was, it was in Idaho Falls. Yes, that was a really cool event. There was a lot of prep for that, I would imagine, too, right? There you, was, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There was coaching a, and stuff like that. Yes, there was a lot of prep. Um, that was by far one of the biggest speeches that I have done, and to help prepare myself, I really wanted to make sure that. I shared a good message. My my TED Talk was on post-prison mentoring. Okay. And um, I just, I I prepped and prepped and prepped for it. Hours and hours and hours of practice. They have coaches and stuff like that for that. you? Support? Or um, what, it was they, just you? Or they say, you've got X number of time. Is that what they did? Or You know, they, they do have some coaches, but you just go into coaching sessions. We only had two coaching sessions. Mm-hmm. So what I did was... Um, have this wonderful um, woman that has that has helped me. Her name is Lori Potts, and she's. I just got together with her and asked her, you know, can you can you coach me, teach me how to be a better speaker? And she really helped me prepare Good. for that. TED Fantastic! Talk. Well, congratulations. That was actually kind of nice to watch. So Thank I, you. I like that. That's cool. Thanks. So uh, you seem to be everywhere politically too. I mean, you're you went to Florida, I know, for convention, made a speech, and so you're going to be a politician now that you're um, pardoned too. By the way, <laughs> right? You were pardoned. Yes, we I didn't. We didn't mention that she's got pardoned. I'm not pardoned, guys. And so maybe if you become a politician, you could become governor and you could pardon <laughs> me. That would be a good deal. So, is there a future in politics for you? You think? So, I received a full pardon in Idaho. That's and amazing. A, and a full pardon in in Montana. That's amazing. So, um. I love politics. I, I really do. Um, I don't really foresee my future being being a politician, but you never know. Yeah. I also think you're kind of destined maybe to work for the Department of Corrections at some point in time, too, after this Vista thing, maybe. No? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. that's what I plan. Yeah. That's what that's I plan to do. Well, that's good. That is good, too. So it, it'll say that in the future, so you're going forward and you're working Department of Corrections, you're doing this. Are you always going to wear that role? I hope you're always going to wear that role as returning citizen, always. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, you know, that's a part of of my identity that I I fully embrace. I, I am not ashamed of the fact that I am a returning citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that God has put me in this position to 
share my story and to reach out to others that have been in the same position as I have and and tell them, you know, you can you can get better. You are capable of greatness. You can succeed and you have the world at your fingertips. It's almost I liken it to the same kind of model to we were talking before the year about because you're a recovery coach that C car model. It's like 39 million people in long term addiction, uh, um, a successful long term addiction, um, and, and I liken the same thing to saying that. I mean, I'm the same way. I'll say I'm, uh, you know, I've been sober for 14 years, and I I lead that lead with that kind of stuff, and I always lead with the fact that I've been incarcerated, and I think those of us who've been in the system need to kind of be more upfront with it as mm-hmm. you dispel the myth of what it's like, oh, you're one of those guys that were, you're a felon, but yeah, you know, there's 70 million people in the country that have a felony conviction. That's a pretty good chunk of us here in the country. So the more we're open with it, that's what we pretty much need to do. Yeah. I think it goes to show too where the heart of the department of correction is at because even the director, our leaders within the department, they are always encouraging me to embrace myself, embrace my story, and they always welcome me to share it. I never have felt like I have been stifled yeah. about my recovery or my past. So I really, I love them for that. Yeah, there, and again, there, I'm the first to admit that there are, like any structure, there are really great people in the Department of Corrections, and there are some people who are just marginally walking through too. But in the same vein, those of you out in the desert, there's some, there's some of you who really need to be out and helping us kind of change the world, and there's other people who probably need to stay in there for a while longer too. So it's a full yeah. range, just like society. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the thing that you as Idahoans need to realize is that 97% of the people who live out there in the desert, they're going to get out. And so as we go forward, we need to make sure that we're building as much of a entity in there for their growth as well as once they're released for their growth too so those we do and i think a lot of times too what i find is because i used to call myself a californian because i spent so much time down there but now that i've been here more longer than i've been in california i kind of especially as i travel i've become an idahoan and uh, the legislators here are much more approachable and much more open to uh issues that we have Mm -hmm. um and uh that we bring to them and they're eager to talk and talk about that I did some work in California with um, in the childcare industry, and it was always hard to get close to legislators and to convince them stuff. And it's much more; they're much more approachable here in terms mm-hmm. of that. I agree. Yeah. I think um, you know, Representative uh, Mike Kingsley has done some amazing yeah, work some in stuff. our in our state, and I just I look up to him so much. I admire him. Yeah, he does that. Uh, he did the thing for the wellness centers. He was trying to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, he's kind of like out there in terms of. Uh, speaking for us, that's good. Where does that drive within you come to change all this stuff and to be the person that you are? Where does that come from? You know, to be honest with you, um, you know, you have to be honest with me. We're I, I accepted, <laughs> I accepted uh, Jesus Christ into my heart when I was in prison. That's good because you're in a ra- Christian radio station now. Yes, and um, I had just made a promise to him in there, I was hurting so bad and had asked for forgiveness for all of my sins. And if he would help me come out of the prison better person than when I went in, then I would devote my life to serving him and serving people. And I I love helping people. That's where my heart is at. I want to see positive change within our state and our country because we need it and it is possible 
These people need it. They rely on us to be a positive support to them and help make changes. Otherwise, nobody can get better. Yeah, I think we're well. We're in total agreement on that. I'm, um, I'm glad that we've, you know, it's like I've watched your rise kind of from across the state in terms of what you do, and because you're a social media person, kind of, and um, uh, I just respect it. And it was really we had trouble getting together today too because uh, uh, mishap in terms of getting here on time and making it work. But uh, I thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Let's see. Anything else that you want to talk about as we close? Give you a free form. Say anything you want to say. You know, I I just want to let people know that um, recovery is possible. Um, You you can come out of prison a a better person. You're capable of greatness. You're capable of success. Lean on to your supports. Take the positive coming out of prison. Learn while you're in there. Take advantage of every program that you have access to while you're in there and utilize it to better yourself. Do you think a lot of um, what I always say is um, so much of what you do upon release is the community that that surrounds you? And oh, so yeah. I almost think it's about picking that community. Um, I, I, we would contend that if you go out and you're at, on Jackson Stupid and somebody from our group picks you up and kind of helps you around, uh, there's a better chance than if you go back into the old neighborhood. So, so much of it is around. Would you agree with that? So much of it is a community that mm-hmm. you desire to be around. Absolutely. There is an African proverb that I love, and I really let this drive me. Um, and it states that it it takes a village mm-hmm. to raise a child. Well, these people coming out of prison, these are our children, and yeah. we are the community that's here to help them and, and raise Mrs. them. Clinton, Mrs. Clinton's got that book thing, though. You, that can't be the title of your book, right? No. <laughs> I think she's got that, right? And, <laughs> you know, becoming, it, it, we're, we're all here to help people grow yeah. and help people become better than, than ever. Listen, it was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Okay, we'll do it again. Again, I want to thank Stephanie for coming in. Uh, You can tell she's a very special lady from Idaho Falls. Uh, She's doing really good things for us, those of us who have been incarcerated. We need those voices, and it's really nice to have her here in studio. I think we made a friend. If you need to get in touch with us and you want some information, we're easy to reach. www.systemicchangeofidahoid.com. I apologize. Email Systemic Change of Idaho, all spelled out at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at area code 208-477-1006. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.